You're listening to the World Champion in Life podcast, where we discuss ways to live your life to the fullest. Each week, we interview leaders in the areas of health, wellness, finance, and fitness. Now, here's your host, Brett Fenton. Welcome to Episode 7 of the World Champion in Life podcast. Today, our special guest coming into us all the way from the very sunny Sunshine Coast is Erin Ashley. Hey, Erin, how are you this morning? Great, Brett. How are you? I'm excellent. It's beautiful weather today. We've had a fair bit of rain lately, so I am excited to go outside and maybe do a, another 5K walk. It's my kind of habit these days every day. So um, give, nice. us a bit of a, yeah, give us a bit of a spiel on who Erin is so that our listeners can get an idea and a feel for who you are. Sure. Great. Well, as you've mentioned, I'm on the Sunshine Coast uh, near you and uh, so live in Australia and uh, I'm a yoga, mindfulness and meditation teacher. So I uh, run some regular weekly classes locally here, but I also teach on retreats. For example, uh, the retreat that I run with my husband, Kirik Ashley, Find Your Fire Retreat on beautiful Stratty, North Stradbroke Island. Uh, and I do mindfulness coaching as well. So it's uh, my big passion is really about helping people to, well, it's very much in line with your podcast, to live life in a rich and fulfilling way, you know, to really experience life and essentially be as happy as we can, have an, have, have an enjoyable experience of this ride. Excellent. Yeah, well, that's the main reason why I got you on because I've been very selective over who I bring into my podcast because I'm trying to come across on a broad approach on all areas of life, whether it be financial, health-wise, nutrition, um, mind-setting, goal-setting, all of those things. So uh, it's very in for business, entrepreneurs, uh, sports people, doesn't matter what the, what the, um, the genre is, we're going, to, we're going to attack it. So what does a normal day in the life of Erin Ashley look like? Ah, good one. Well, uh, I kind of described what I do at the core of what I I love to do. And there's a few other hats I wear as well. So I do a lot of the behind the scenes work for my husband, Kirik Ashley, who is uh, a world leading success coach. So uh, as well as my yoga, mindfulness, meditation work. And then I've, we've got three young kids as well. So Really, the way my day starts is uh, I try to do it as mindfully as possible and not even touch a device for the first hour. (laughs) And so it usually, uh, look, there's most mornings I love the idea of waking up and being able to meditate. Sometimes it doesn't work out with young kids. So I find that just choosing to have a really present start to my day, you know, as soon as I wake up noticing the way that I'm breathing and then noticing the way that I get out of bed and the actions that I then take helps me to kind of break any habits of the previous days and just naturally start to operate with an open mind. And so then usually it's heading into getting the kids ready, to be honest, for um, as boring as this might sound. <laughs> for school, I've chosen and designed a life and Kurek and I have really set ourselves up like this so that we get to do that, that we're not rushing the kids off to, you know, before school care or um, having to, you know, get anyone else to help them get off to school. I walk down our half a kilometre driveway with my daughter to send her off on the bus to school and 
Turek takes the other kids to school every single morning and we take such pleasure in being able to have this time with our kids. Uh, so really after, oh, this is becoming like the story of, of my life, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll speed it up. Uh, after nine, after the kids are off at school, then it's really sitting down, opening up the computer and getting stuck into the daily tasks. Uh, you know, I might spend maybe two or three hours actually working every day. It doesn't, for someone who came and looked at it from the outside in, they might say, Erin, you don't actually do that much, like considering the results that you and Curek are producing and, you know, the sellout retreats and the workshops and, uh, you know, what's happening on social media. It's true, only two or three hours a day I think I would be actually working and, you know, conducting business-type activity. I always like to uh, squeeze in um, some kind of physical movement before picking the kids up from school every day. So for me, that means a practice of yoga and I love getting to other people's classes. Um, or I've recently just taken up boxing as well. So I love that um, explosive type physical activity at the moment. It, it always depends on where I'm at, where I'm at as to what I'll choose to do though. Away from that day-to-day -day family. Yeah, yeah, because like the same. That's one of the biggest benefits I had from um, from running my business for the last fifteen years is that I was actually able to take my kids to school and drop them off, walk them to school when they were in primary school, and then drop them off, then head off, and then do the business thing, and then pick them up in the afternoon, then then back to do the business thing. And that growing up in the martial arts school, like dojo rats, we like to call them. And um, <laughs> they, so they had that as a benefit, having um, the ability to have a parent that just drops them off, picks them up. Um, and I really enjoy that as well. Like sometimes when you get to high school, it's not so much fun with the pickup. The traffic's not as good. But um, <laughs> that's all about to end in about two weeks' time. So I'll, I'll have to find a new hobby to entertain myself in an afternoon. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that is a different era that you're stepping into. Absolutely. So um, uh, you, you spoke about uh, meditation and obviously mindfulness is very important. I do that myself. I found that that's helped me as a business owner and as a parent and as a as a um, human basically to live life um, when it's getting hectic and busy and crazy and, and your emotions are all over the place. It kind of centers you a little bit. Um my, me personally, I look at it um, like it's going to the gym for your mind. So when you're working out in the gym, that's going to help you to be athletic later on if you needed to run, jump, sprint, whatever you needed to do in life. I just lost your breath. Are you there? Yep, you're still there. Still there. Oh, got you. Got you back. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah. So um, I was just saying that um, with the mindfulness I do every day, basically it um, it helps me to overcome any anxieties I might get from from running around, rushing around, being a business owner and um, it just allows me to then bring my breath back and then control control my anxiety and before it actually gets out of control and uh, doing that daily habit is like being in the gym doing the exercise, it helps my mental muscle to be able to cope with that stress. So um, I use apps but how do you normally do that because you're a meditation instructor so what's the, the way you recommend? Yeah, uh, it depends on the day. I use apps as well. Like um, if I can mention it, Insight Timer is a really oh, yeah. awesome Insight app. And it's like you can do guided ones. It's always nice to be guided and for someone mm. else to hold that space for you so that you don't kind of have to think 
or do too much while you're trying to be in meditation. Um, but there's other days that, sorry, there's other days that uh, I will just prefer to do it on my own without any guidance, music. In fact, when I'm meditating, I'll just try to reduce as much distraction as possible. Sometimes even that guided meditation, that app or playing that music in your meditation can also just be another form of distraction. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> and we can rely on it. Like I like to encourage my students to be able to do it anytime, anywhere without needing the cushion or to make themselves perfectly comfortable or the music. Like you want to just be able to do it when you're sitting on a train or, yep. or um, anytime, anywhere, even incorporating it into something that you're doing like walking and turning that into a moving meditation this is mostly what i do and i found is really useful as a, a parent and you know running a business uh is that i t instead of sitting down for an hour at a time in perfect stillness and silence and you know getting bothered by anyone who distracts me from that space i find it easier just to get bits in here and there and sometimes it'll be while I'm actually doing something else. So yep. for any of the listeners that are, you know, they love multi-skilling and being able to do three things at once, they'll love to know that that can be labelled as meditation as well. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I, um, I do that myself personally. So um, I've caught myself where I've had anxiety and maybe walking around a shopping centre just generally and I feel the anxiety and I'll just start breathing. No one around me will even know I'm meditating. And I think um, for most people, I think they, they probably think meditation is a very woo-woo kind of thing to say and it's very Eastern philosophy kind of um, new age uh, health mechanisms. Um, I think that it's just going back to common sense and it's just that your breath controls your body. If without it, then our body goes into that flight or fight reflex and that's where the anxiety comes from. And if we can learn to control that, um, like obviously starting out, most people don't know what to do. So an app's great for that. It's just like that was where I started. I used Headspace and then I have Breathe now as one of my backup ones if I need to use it. That helps me sometimes in the mornings or during the day if I'm really stressed and I can't gather my thoughts um, or I use it for at night when I can't go to sleep because I'm like too many thoughts. So, um, and yeah. but most of the time I'm just walking around, I'm whether I'm just chilling or sitting down and I'm just realize that I'm holding my breath, um, I'll start to then just to, to breathe and remind myself to do that. And I, I'll see, I have, I'm an Apple. Uh, aficionado so i have an apple watch that actually it'll remind me to breathe so um if i'm if, it, if i'm holding my breath and it knows my heart rate's kind of going up it'll basically say breathe and it's like wow you're smart so I love that. wow i haven't heard of that before that's yeah, pretty cool and it's an actual, between yeah. that mechanical breath which we all do all the time just to stay alive or that really aware conscious breath that gives you that space that's really when you're starting to meditate when you're observing your breath and cool and apple watch to remind you i love it I whatever know. it takes absolutely <laughs> yeah exactly like um uh use technology for good not evil so um like technology gets a bad rap for obviously everyone's on facebook and instagram these days and and they're and kids are very self-absorbed when it comes to that and computer games etc but 
it also has a very high benefit. So um, it's just about using it the way it was probably intended. So, um, or the way you need to use it. So, which is the way I use it. Um, I use Facebook for my business to market and to keep in touch with family and friends. And I use all the other apps to kind of keep myself sane and, and living life to the fullest. Yeah, good. And I mean, this is another great kind of topic that, you know, in terms of reducing distraction that I was talking about earlier, there's so much more opportunity for distraction nowadays than ever before, right? Like with, you know, social media and technology. Um, And, you know, really to help stay grounded like meditation can help you to do in terms of an everyday application, even if you're just, you know, and not yet into meditation, starting to reduce distractions. Um, and the, a great way to do that is to realise where you are being distracted. You know, where's your attention being pulled? Is it Are you picking up the phone with every ring that happens? Are you, do you have your notifications set up on your emails so that that pulls your attention away? Do you um, get really bothered by what other people say and do in life? You know, all these things are just drawing us away from having this rich and fulfilling experience of life you know it's all in our power this is the good thing to know Mm. is that by reducing distraction and just starting to get really clear on where you are focusing your attention it's an awesome pathway for a fulfilling life absolutely i'm going to make an assumption here you're talking earlier about um like from the outside people would look at you doing your three hours of work a day and going man you don't really work so hard but i would say that those three hours you've got all distractions they're gone so you're just like head down focused on on the task at hand get in get it done finish it and then on to the next task and then continue that for be a three-hour window and then next day you do the same thing again whether that be a different task or whatever i'm assuming that's probably something that you uh advise for the most part yeah for the most part that is the ideal and of course depends on my internet connection on the day yeah (laughs) uh, if it's all going swell with the internet connection, yeah, it's a really kind of quick and focused time. Uh, I'm like everybody else in that I'll, you know, there are days when I start to get swayed with my attention and, you know, I'll be half dipping into one project, then another, and that's when I'll, I'll start to experience a sense of overwhelm, you know, mm. and then I'll realise I'm becoming distracted myself. And... There's uh, a great question that I've started asking myself whenever I find myself dipping into that kind of overwhelm or whether it's anxiety or whatever, is what's one action I can take right now that makes me feel expansive? Mm-hmm. So you can apply it to your business or your personal life, but if you're, it's a great one to ask when you wake up. I'm, I'm a bit of a list keeper and I tend to even overwhelm myself with the things that I write down that I need to get done on a particular day. And when I realise I'm going into that mode, I'll just stop and say, Erin, what feels expansive? What's the one action, maybe one or two actions that you can take today that are expansive actions, you know, that are going to help my business grow, that are yep. going to help me to reach more people, to serve more people, that are going to help me to... Uh, create more wealth if that's my focus or if I'm going to put that towards um, improving my relationship, for example. Yep. What feels expansive? 
perfect, perfect advice. Yeah. So I think that um, a lot of people they 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 waste time on things that have no benefit. So like I get watching TV. I, I get if I'm lucky enough, I get to watch half an hour of it a day. Um, and I'm a big fan of the fact that Netflix is now creating all these programs and these TV series that have 30 minute episodes. So that fits into my lifestyle. Um, mm. Cause like normally it'll take me a, a day or two to watch a one hour episode of anything. So, um, yeah. and I usually use it as a wind down at the end of the day. Um, during the day, it's like up early ish, I suppose, 6.37. And then it's usually go for a walk. Um, obviously have a coffee, no breakfast until usually 11, 30, 12, because I'm intermittent fasting. Um, and then, yeah, it's just basically very task-orientated for the day, get things done, make sure one at a time. Um, I actually tick them off, like so I use a highlighter or, or a, an, I've got an app that I can tick them off and it kind of rewards me for that. And that's the thing. If I, if I just have them in all random orders and they don't make sense, again, I'm losing efficiency as well there. So I try to probably put them in an order where it's the most efficient way of using my time as well and yeah like i might do a 14 hour day some days but i feel like it's a 48 hour day the amount of stuff i can get done in a 14 hour day so yeah and that is so rewarding and i am that kind of operator too where i feel such satisfaction and fulfillment from completing the to-do list and uh in more recent times i've well, I still do like to operate that way. I catch myself sometimes and remind myself uh, that, you know, there's no reason to feel unfulfilled or incomplete if the list hasn't been achieved because this is the trap we can fall into. Is And it's, more, it's really about uh, feeling the need to feel in control um, of, of completing the list and for things working out in life an exact way that we want them to because mm-hmm. that's that really tends to happen <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, i mean what i've seen so um you know for example like uh you know nearly 10 years ago now i had my life set up so well with um i was married uh we had a f- nearly four-year-old daughter and a nearly four-month-old baby and um, it was a day like any other and I had things on the to-do list and I was ticking them off and I was going for a walk with my husband and our our little baby and our uh, older nearly four-year-old daughter was with her grandparents that day Um, and we needed to go shopping and tick a few things off the list and so we headed to you know the Sunshine Plaza our, our local shopping mall and out of the blue my husband fell to the ground and literally dropped dead. And while well, this is quite a dramatic example of how mm. life can throw unexpected things your way, um, it really was a turning point in my life where I realised that there's so much that isn't in our control that, that really matters. And it really, I guess, helped me, you know, coming back to the to-do list, helped me to let go of the need to complete things and to fix things to have everything just so in life until I could be happy or feel fulfilled so uh, continuing on with that story another level of it was that even following autopsy we never uh, discovered how Nico had died he just literally dropped dead and no cause of death was ever determined so even that need to understand how 
that happened, you could almost liken that to a to-do list needing to get something completed to feel the closure, for example. Um, there was a certain degree of acceptance and trust and faith and letting go that I had to now embody and bring into my life to for me to feel happy and complete again so you know i mean whether it's a scenario like that or you know i mean it could be just another situation an event that's happened in your life that hasn't worked out how you thought it should um you know how my i guess my question of it to the listeners is how can you feel rich and fulfilled and happy and content right now without anything else needing to happen including your to-do list absolutely no and i know i've heard you tell that story a few times and um and the fact that life does throw us curveballs like it doesn't matter who we are on this planet um we we're all susceptible to any of this happening at any time and i think a lot of people can get really really guilty of of planning out their future to within an inch of its life um, and then one little deviation is where the, the stress and the anxiety comes from because now you're not going in the direction you were planning and you're if I get this much money I'll be happy if I buy that car I'll be happy if I have this house I'll be happy so none of that's really relevant it's about being happy where you are right now and that's a lot to do with why I started this podcast. Um, I actually just finished another book, and I'm a, a prolific audiobook listener, um, like a, probably 150 audiobooks on my phone right now. And um, the most recent one, which was given to me by, um, recommended by a friend, um, it's called The Happiness Advantage, and it goes through exactly that. It's all about be happy where you are right now. Um, and that advantage will then allow you to then chase after all of the dreams and goals that you want because you're not held back anymore. You're already happy. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so true. And, you know, when you're happy, you're going to start attracting happy stuff into your life. You're on the frequency. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, actually, Kieran Ray was talking about that yesterday the other day about um, how we're a massive battery and and um, when, we're, when we're a positive um, we, we will attract that. So um, we attract people that like that energy and they'll walk up. Like everyone's had that experience when they walk up to someone they've never met them before and they just get that, that bad vibe or intuition of, ooh, I don't know if I like this guy. And then obviously vice versa where, wow, something about you I really, really like. Um, I'm going to hang out a bit more with you. And we kind of just go gut instinct or uh, um, intuition, but it's a lot to do with the electrons and, 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 that, and our emotions dictate that as well so yeah if we're happy we're a lot nicer to be around and that's a pretty simple uh, concept for living life i suppose yeah it really is and i love reminding myself of that again and again that we're always this is the one thing we're in total control over <laughs> is that we're always in control of our state of being and that is whether you're choosing it to be happy or open-minded or um you know, the opposite, um, closed and stuck in a disempowering emotion or whatever it might be. That We're always in control of choosing that state of being and it's just knowing those tools and strategies to getting yourself into that state. You know, what is it that I need to do in my physical body? What do I need to eat? It might be like your keto diet that you try that helps you to feel clean and your energy flows again and, you know, are you getting enough sleep? Just coming back to those simple 
um, approaches, your, your diet, your rest, and the way that you're moving your body, those three things are going to dictate your state of being. And, and then like an umbrella over the top of that is getting to know your thoughts. And this is, you know, coming back to meditation, really understanding that thoughts are the beginning of all creation. And so to come to know your thoughts and to know that you're in control of which ones you invest in and which ones you don't, you know, what's going to help you to live that expansive and fulfilling life? Is it going to be the negative thought towards your partner that morning because they stacked the dishwasher the wrong way? (laughs) Or is it going to be that expansive uh, thought of, uh, you know, what do I love more about my partner today? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, one of my favorite quotes um, is, we all have a a dark wolf and a light wolf inside of us. Whichever one you feed is the one that will grow the most. So, um, yeah, we've got to look at... I love that one. Yeah, what what emotions are we feeding? So, And that will determine it. So, we'll wrap up soon, Erin. So, what are some of the things that our listeners can listen to that they can do now that would probably change their way of changing their state. So if they're having a life where they're overwhelmed, they, they can't see positivity in their future, all of those things that a lot of people struggle with, they, they're not earning enough money, they're having bad relationships, what can they do to grow themselves? Because obviously it starts from the inside out and if you can fix work on yourself, then maybe other people will then gravitate towards you or better things will happen. But that's the only constant you can work on is yourself. What recommendations would you say to probably take up, say, maybe three things that they can do today that would help them on their journey? Yeah, great. I would say start with journaling. And even if you're not normally uh, great at it's not like a dear diary thing, but really buy yourself a nice uh, journal that feels good to touch so that you're going to be inclined to use it and start getting to know what's happening in your body, in your breath, in your thoughts and in your feelings, those four areas. So you can you know, write them down the side of the page and start investigating that relationship with yourself. Like you said, Brett, that... Um, you know, and it's a great Kurekism, Kurek quote, uh, in order for things to change, I must change first. And so if you are uh, distracted, anxious, stressed, unhappy, in order for things to change, you've got to take a look at your relationship with you first. And then this happens so quickly, like lightning speed, that once you uncover what's going on for you, that every relationship that you have with anyone else in your life, you know, even if it doesn't have to be partners, could be mothers, brothers, sisters, dogs, cats, whatever, that they're all going to improve. It's it's like a guarantee. And so journaling, what am I getting present to right now in my body? You know, am I holding on to tension somewhere in my breath? Is it short, long, doesn't matter. Just notice it, no judgment about it. In my thoughts, what's coming up could just be that my mind's super busy. It feels like there's a million thoughts in there or that my thoughts are on a particular subject and in your emotions, your your feelings, um, anger, happiness, whatever it is. And just journaling is really powerful. It's, It's getting clear. It's getting the you know, monkey mind, the, the thoughts that bounce around in the mind down onto paper so that you can, like a process, clearly articulate what's coming up. So journaling would be my number one recommendation. Another one which 
works for me every single time is a walk in nature or a swim in the ocean. Both of those mm. equally wonderful for me. And if you can leave the phone at home so there's no temptation to look at it and yep. that you just get to use all your senses again, like breathe in the air and feel the ocean, feel the breeze against your skin. Um, notice what you're seeing and hearing and smelling. And uh, this is a really fast track way to reconnecting with you and feeling grounded again. Uh, the th I'm always going to recommend meditation. So that's my third one. Absolutely. Uh, is to meditate. And, uh, you know, for a lot of my students, like I said earlier, it's, it feels um, really challenging for a lot of people to be able to sit down for a long period of time and meditate. Um, if uh, I can, I've, uh, I can mention on my website, I've got a free five-day medita meditation challenge that I've put together that just have really short, like three-minute, five-minute, I think 10-minute might be the longest one, meditations for people who are straight-off beginners to be able mm. to give it a go and um, just do it for five days, see if you like it. If it's okay. not working for you, you don't have to continue with it. What's, uh, what's the uh, website address there, Erin? It's erinashley.com.au. So that's E-R-I-N-A-S-H-L-E-Y.com.au. Excellent, excellent. Um, on a side note, one of the things, like obviously I have a lot of students myself and I have a lot of friends that, um, that I can find and I talk to. I found myself recently, like one of the things that I recommend to them a lot is to treat themselves kindly because there's enough people in the universe that are not treating us kindly. So if we treat ourselves kindly first and, and, and look after our own mental health that way, um, then we can handle everyone else. It's not a problem. But if we're continually beating ourselves up for all of the things that we don't do or we've done wrong or we do poorly, because obviously we know ourselves better than anyone else does. We know all of our own inner demons. Um, so therefore we know exactly which buttons to push on ourselves. And so if we can treat ourselves kindly um, and let stuff go, I think that that's a great place to start as well. Like just do that and then use these tools, meditation, love going for nature walks. That's one of my biggest things. Um, we do that every day. Um, and just to, just to do the simple things, I think so. Um, and Remind, remind yourself that you are the most important person in the world as far as everything else goes. Um, they even tell you on a plane, put the mask on yourself first before helping anyone else. So if you look after yourself, I think that that puts you in a better position to help others. And um, that's why I'm doing my podcast because I'm trying to pay it forward so that um, other people can now benefit from all of the stuff that I've done for myself over the last 10 years to, to get myself in the, the shape that I'm in mentally. It's, it's always a work in progress, but it's a lot better than it was 10 years ago. I love that. That's so important, that message of kindness. And it really you know underpins any kind of yoga, mindfulness, meditation work that I do, that when you can be kind to yourself, like you said, Brett, that's the best expression of love. And then it's like you're the beacon of light demonstrating how it's done you don't even have to preach or teach or say anything but just through that essence and that energy that you're emitting of kindness and love that that's going to have the hugest impact and your podcast <laughs> absolutely yep so and that's at the end of the day that's um an area that i i'm 
finding a lot of joy in is just um, being able to help other people live life and seeing them actually achieve it. So um, that's an important part. And I'm sure that's something that, that you do obviously and obviously Keurig does. So um, yeah, some like after a while it becomes less about yourself. Once you've, once you've worked on yourself, you can then help others to do exactly the same because you've seen the benefits. Yeah, it's true. Good message. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Erin, for coming onto the podcast today. Um, it's been very insightful. Um, look forward to catching up very soon in the future. We'll have that dinner that we've been promising to come up for. Um, yes, please. Yes. So happy to have uh, been here speaking with you, Brad. It's a real honour. Thank you. Excellent. All right. And um, look forward to next week when our special guest on the podcast will be no other than Kurik Ashley. Chat soon. That's it.